0: Hey guys, yes. Um, This conversation was amazing. So we had to do it twice. Uh, This is going to be a two-part conversation on gender roles in church and marriage. So you're gonna notice uh, at the end, the music is just gonna fade in and we're gonna cut. And then in the next episode, we're gonna tackle the next uh, conversation. Probably gonna be more about marriage. It's a free-flowing conversation but we love talking about this kind of stuff so bear with us i promise you you're gonna love this this is part one gender roles hey there everybody it's joelle saint john
1: and elizabeth saint john here and today we are talking about gender roles uh so really interesting topic lots of different thoughts when it comes to this i was pretty excited when just writing about it and thinking about it because i know we've had a lot of really interesting talks surrounding gender roles a lot of Very emotional yeah. conversations mm-hmm. um Tears, frustrations, mm-hmm. studying the Bible, like, mm-hmm. just trying to figure this mess out that is gender roles. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we just want to have a conversation about it today and, you know, let you guys in on our thoughts that are not at all fully solid. Um, But it's just where we're at.
0: Yeah. Work in progress. Yeah. Like everybody
1: else. Work in progress. So, what are gender roles like what are these gender roles uh when i thought about it i feel like it's pretty it's obviously a very divisive topic right now in culture
0: extremely divisive
1: in our society so i feel like we can talk about the cultural understanding of gender norms Mm -hmm. and what we see is like the biblical worldview church worldview let's say churchy um, understanding of mm-hmm. gender norms,
0: well, also the churchy worldview can also very much be different than the biblical world a hundred percent, so, yeah, we're tackling all of it today,
1: yeah, so I think when it comes to the way our culture sees gender roles, there's just a lot there. And yeah. right now, I feel like we're seeing a lot of pushback and rebellion against historical traditional we can say western um gender roles because of some of the perceived harm that it's brought um pushing back
0: against everything so it's yeah
1: this is true pushing (laughs) back against gender binary normativity i hope i said that right anything Um. (laughs) that
0: has been normal yes pretty much since the enlightenment era is going to be questioned now yeah postmodernism That's the hot word. Yeah.
1: Okay, but this is the thing that I think when especially Christians talk about gender roles and they're like, you know, this is the husband's role and this is the wife's role, the man's or the woman's role or whatever. Mm -hmm. And this is, you know, the evil of our culture. Yeah. I, because you, okay, this is the thing, guys. I used to be like a pretty flagrant, um, outspoken, angry let me say feminist leaning.
2: Modern, <laughs> feminist, Modern
1: feminist leaning person. Like, yeah. I was reading the blogs and watching the videos and getting into the arguments. And when I would ca- encounter church people that would be like, feminism is the demise of, you know, Western culture today, like, I would get so angry about it, be like, you don't understand what we've been through and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that's coming from that perspective, just so you know. So I would like to start this off and say that when we look at our culture and the things that they're rebelling against right now, when it comes to gender roles, I do think that there is validity there. There is Mm -hmm. validity because there has been um, oppression. There has been people taking, let's say, biblical concepts, ripping it outside of its context and using it to oppress specifically women, um, which hurts men as well. If you're oppressing women, you're going to hurt the oppressor. Right? Uh so I think that that has happened. And I do think there's a validity there where people are like enough is enough. I I refuse to be trodden on. But at Mm -hmm. the you see that with the feminine feminist movement. But at the same time, we have gone crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I I think, huh? <laughs> Is it what? So for me, I I've never really been on either extreme. Uh, you a very
1: like anti-feminist movement, especially when we were dating.
0: Uh, it's different. <laughs> okay, so so let me let me clarify the slander that's about that's happening right uh-huh. now. So I wasn't when you say anti-feminist. I have no problem with first wave men, uh, feminism. You know that.
1: Okay. Yes. Yes. I, this is
0: I, true. I, first wave mem- feminism. Yeah. I have no rights problem. to
1: vote, own property, yes. all that good stuff.
0: Yeah. I think. I think in a westernized context, in a quote-unquote first world context, that is very much something everybody should be able to do. Male or female, everybody should be able to own property. Everyone should be able to vote. Yeah. Like basic stuff. Yeah. Now, I think where I start to drop off the train. Mhm. It's definitely around when it goes from fighting for a leveling like leveling the playing field. Yeah. versus no, we're actually not leveling the playing field. We're actually trying to limit and regress one part of the playing field. Okay. Okay. And elevate the other. Okay. Um and I think the fight for equality at least when we look throughout western western history especially around the black uh, movement with Martin Luther King that was very much the fight at that time the fight yeah. was very much we don't want to take away what what you have yeah we just want the, the same for us yeah. that's it and i think that makes a lot of sense once you're saying no we're going to ha- we we want more but we also want you to have less yeah what you start doing is you start flipping the whole context, right? So it's yeah. like, the oppressed become the oppressor. Yeah, That's what I didn't like about, yeah. quote unquote, modern feminism. Okay. And I think when we, earlier when we were dating, I felt, I really thought I heard a lot of those same kind of things <laughs> from you. That was just like, okay, well,
2: uh-huh. like,
0: you're like, stop the patriarchy, rip the rights away, take away these things, ah! we deserve it.
2: <laughs> okay. You,
0: you used to use the same words right so maybe in your heart and and sometimes people do that right they don't they don't fully understand what they're talking about not to say you didn't fully understand but it's Uh like you don't you don't understand the how all of it's gonna play out so you would just say the the same kind of rhetoric yeah so i'm like yo this girl's saying the same kind of rhetoric what the heck are you talking about like okay but to, to to really nail this topic i definitely think culturally that's where we're at now like people aren't trying to actually play yeah. for a, a level playing field. Yeah. They're not trying to look for that. Yeah. They're trying to take away rights and limit people.
3: Yeah.
0: So it actually becomes a reverse of uh the oppressors. So the oppressors, which is the what, cisgendered, straight, white males,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, two-parent households yeah. that have money, That's almost seen as flipped. Like, no, that is bad. Yeah. You know, and there's something uh, empowered now about something that is, quote unquote, dysfunctional or something that is not norm Mm -hmm. to society. So, like, the the not normal has become normal.
1: Yeah. Or should, yeah, should be seen as equally normal.
0: I, I think that's where seen as equally normal makes sense if you're not trying to take away what the other meaning of the other thing
2: mm, so if okay. you're
0: so if you're saying that oh two-parent household we know the stats on other things those are th- that's something that is good for children is good for society yeah now you shouldn't try to defame that yeah to say that uh single parent household or whatever other um household makeup is equally good.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We should just elevate that. Mm-hmm. But if you're saying we're gonna elevate one but discredit the other, yeah. That's when we start changing. And I think that seems to be the tone of a lot of modern feminists. Um oh, again back to the postmodernist, it's that's just the same kind of ideology. Yeah. Rip down one, elevate the other rather than elevate the other so everything is equal. So yeah. There's a, there's a difference.
1: Okay. So what I'm thinking of uh, what you just touched on is with the later feminist movements, there was, okay, so we want equality, right? That's something we see. We want equality. And what was that documentary I was watching on the Ruth Bader? Hope I'm not messing up her name. Ginsburg. You know who I'm talking about RBG. You guys know who I'm talking about. Okay. So (laughs) RBG, there's a documentary on her amazing lady. Um, And, a lot of what you see is, OK, yes, we want equality, but then there's this sort of push of like, OK, women are like the same as men or women can do the same things as men. Right. And I feel like now, at least now we're seeing the full birth of A lot of these things where it's where it's like, okay, well, now there is no gender binary. A woman can be a man. A man can be a woman. And it doesn't really matter because gender is a social construct. Um, And I think it, it starts getting really tricky because it's different when we're saying, okay, well, we want women to have equal access. And then we start pushing to be like, well, no, women can be the same as men. And we we don't need to differentiate anything a man can do, a woman can do better, right? And I feel like that's now where I'm starting to be like, this is really problematic mm-hmm. because it's okay if I can't do exactly what a man can do. That's that, okay, and that, it's okay because a man yeah. cannot do exactly what I can do yeah. as a woman. And that's beautiful, and that is totally fine right and we're starting to see different things more and more with science i think especially for me not to go too off trail but i'm huge on like women's health and learning about hormones because of my own um just like physical stuff that i'm dealing with so something that's so interesting now so many studies and things are coming out from these women health experts nutritional experts hormonal experts that are like The way that we see diet, the way that we see exercise, the way that we see sex has been studied through the male lens. And women's bodies just work differently, Mm -hmm. right? We don't run on the same kind of biological clock. It's different. Mm -hmm. And that is good. We were created differently. And that goes back to echoes when God in the beginning called them male and female. Mm -hmm. And we both represent God's glory. And that's something that we are seeing being ripped bleeding out of society yeah from a place of anger and hurt probably but also just in rebellion to to what is good um so yeah i think that's a bit of what we're seeing in society right now mm-hmm. of like get rid of obviously the patriarchy the patriarchy is the the root of all evil yeah. <laughs> in our society yeah get rid of any kind of gender specific norms or rules yeah um, and all of that would mm-hmm. you what do you think
0: yeah, yeah. I, I agree um as usual I think people aren't really good at seeing nuance I, I, I yeah I always think it's just it a lot of this stuff doesn't make sense to me because I I think there's so many contradictions okay uh, people that fight for nuance. Fight for a voice of people that aren't heard uh, I do think it's weird that they would paint patriarchy as a whole as an issue mm-hmm. strange because one, a lot of great things has happened on this planet because of male leadership, okay, but also a lot of bad things, yeah, so we should acknowledge them both yeah as the good things and the bad things, and we should use nuance and say, what are the good things mm-hmm Those are the kind of people, those are the kind of leadership that we want. Yeah. What are the bad things? Yeah. Those are the kind of leaderships uh, and types of people that we don't want. What happens that I think that what at least I'm an intellectual, so that's what makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. Analyze it. Take the good. Leave the bad. Mm -hmm. But I think and I think that's what first wave feminism was trying to do. Mm hmm. Um, especially knowing the whole context of that with the war, lots of men going away,
2: women going women had out to step to up, workforce.
0: yeah, had to yeah. step up into the workforce. Then the men came back, and then all the women they had to go back, back. back. Yeah, yeah, Wh- which is kind of like yo, like a, a whole generation of women stepped up, learned a bunch of jobs that they weren't even educated to do,
2: mm-hmm.
0: hold down Western mm-hmm. American society. Yeah. And then get pushed to the sidelines. No, yeah. we got we gotta deal with that. Yeah. Right? Instead of talking about jobs, instead of talking about education for all it's just like, no, just get back into the kitchen. Mm. We know that's wrong. But what has happened now is like this weird revisionist history is that we only look at the negative mm. and we wipe all of it as negative. Yeah. So instead of saying we need to get rid of specific kinds and traits of male leadership that tend to uh Generate these kind of outcomes, mm-hmm. or like, no, all male leadership is 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 bad, mm-hmm. which is like no,
2: mm-hmm.
0: that at least to me doesn't make sense. Because yeah. it's like, okay, then how would you explain Martin Luther King? Mm-hmm. Was his leadership bad? Mm-hmm. Do we wipe him off? Yeah, should it should it have been like no, like it should have been Coretta Scott.
1: So you're saying like the idea that we see in like really left wing feminism all male leadership is like evil and and all that kind of stuff.
0: It seems like they, they paint such a wide brush. Yeah. Again, why this doesn't make sense to me is because they love to use the word nuance. You got to think about the nuance. Okay, cool. If we're thinking about nuance, it doesn't make sense to paint all male leadership or male headship as negative. It literally does not make any sense. Yeah. It's, It's specific kinds. Yeah. Right. Perfect example is this whole, notion of toxic masculinity Mm -hmm. right so with toxic masculinity how it's painted now is not the toxic parts that tend to come from masculinity it's almost like masculinity in In itself itself yeah is bad yeah right and i and i would argue to say even now femininity in itself is almost Mm -hmm. equally as negative
3: yeah
0: right because at the end of the day as you said if once the oppressor is oppressing the oppressor also loses yeah and once the the sexes the male and female are at odds and we're jockeying for power we Mm, both we we both both lose lose, right so wow
1: yeah no that's that's definitely a lot there um yeah so i think when it comes to Yeah. So something that you said that just sticks out to me uh, when you're talking about how, you know, our culture is like, oh, you know, all male leadership is bad. I think it's funny because I like to follow some like, how do you, like super conservative, more fundamental Christians on Instagram just yeah. to see what they're chatting about mm-hmm. and see the other side. Um, and some of them are like totally on the side of like even outside of the church and marriage. They believe in just total male leadership. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Like men should be leading the government. Women should not be leading the government. I followed mm, someone who mm. like put a post on that and there was like a whole comment war on it. So just to say that there's, uh-huh. there's some, there's a spectrum here. Yes. There is a spectrum. um Which
0: is good. Let me let, let, yeah. let me, let me, let me, let me establish this now. <laughs> let me establish this uh-huh. now. Um, this is why we have, De- uh, Democratic-style government, mm-hmm. different varying levels of opinion. Yep. Everyone can state what they believe. Of course. And, and let's talk it about it. Exactly. Let's dialogue. That is healthy. Yeah. People are allowed to have different sets of opinions. Yeah. I'm a strong believer in you can believe what you want to believe, but at least have something to back it up. Mm-hmm. Give a strong why. Yeah. And I think that is so important these days because now people don't want no conversation. Yeah. Yeah right it's I, true I, people don't you want state your
1: opinion and like oh you're the bigot we can't talk to you and yeah you all shut that kind down of stuff. and
0: cancel people like no like yeah. that that's how again revisionist understanding of history yeah the pe- the, the if you look at the worst leaders yeah right these guys threw out one-sided propaganda and tried to eliminate all other opinions. conversation yeah right yeah. only one opinion matters yeah the worst leadership did that. Mm-hmm. So, so, so if you're a part, it doesn't matter if you think you're fighting for a good reason mm-hmm. or for a good purpose, you need other voices. Yeah. Right? Because one, it strengthens the, the movement of what you're trying to push. Yeah. Right? It it, it makes it more um, specific to actually solving that problem. Yeah. But it went, going down this whole path of eliminating people's voices and yeah. no, like, we need the people that are super right, even though it is problematic and we disagree with it, they have their opinion, they should be able to state it and back it up with mm-hmm. with facts and truth, but also the people that are on the other side and the people that are in the middle of the spectrum. It's healthy. We need more opinions and we need people that can actually uh, defend their opinions.
1: Yep. No, Definitely. Hundred percent agree with you, babes. Um, so going on to on the other side, we have the biblical worldview yeah. or the churchy worldview. Um, <laughs> I think I want to
0: split. I want to split them up. Okay. Want, because okay, mm, let's talk mm, about
1: mm. biblical worldview first. Okay.
0: Yeah. What does right? the, the scriptures actually talk about when it comes okay. to that? Okay.
1: All right. We're not going super in detail. Yeah. You guys have theolog theologians that you can reach out to 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 hear all that yeah but generally spark notes us churchy folk um we know the biblical worldview is that we believe both genders are equal in in value in purpose um but god has put different roles there exactly yeah right um and uh, what we see is that there are certain scriptures that address that. So we mm-hmm. have a model for marriage. We have a model for how we should operate in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to society, we don't have these specific rules of, okay, men should be the only ones leading in society or in mm-hmm. the workplace or in governance. There, mm-hmm. That isn't there in scripture because a lot of the New Testament is directed toward christian living in mm-hmm. the home in marriage and in the church yeah and obviously we don't like take cues on like governance from the old testament if you do i guess that's up to you but um so <laughs> you would have to explain that one away <laughs> yeah you'd yeah. have to explain that when i there guess was no
0: democratic government yeah but okay. so yeah.
1: that's pretty much how we see it so we do believe Okay, so I guess we we'll, we might be stepping into churchy territory here. The reason I say that is that there is a real divide. Yeah. Right? There's there are some Christians that are complementarianism. Complementarianists. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And there are some Christians that uh they are um, what do you call them? Egalitarianists. Yeah. So there's a split. Some people believe, hey, um, we're created equal and the roles are interchangeable. That's egalitarianism. Yeah. And some people everything li- believe is the same. everything is the
0: Egalitarian, same. Egalitarian, equal. Right. Yeah. We're
1: equal. We can do anything. Yes. Um. And then complementarianism mm-hmm. is okay. As I said, we are equal in value, uh, but we have different roles and functions. Yeah. I know I gave that description in general mm-hmm. when it comes to... The biblical worldview, but I guess that's because I'm biased and I'll come out and say that I'd probably fall more into the complementarianism group, babes. Yeah. Would you fall into that too, or would you say that we do?
0: Um, yeah, I would say fall more into that. Um, I think I've seen a lot on both sides, like I've For seen sure. uh, churches have that egalitarian style of leadership and format and complementarian, so I've seen both. And I think I lean more complementarian. Um, I, I, the only reason I'm saying I'm not 100% complementarian is um, I think I'm still trying to, I want to say, reform a bit of the way, um, the way I've seen complementarianism. Because it tends to have the people that are most staunch in that seem mm-hmm. to have like this really harsh, I would say even borderline almost unbiblical. Way of, of, of expressing that. Yeah. In the church. So I think yeah, it's like, yes, I do believe men and women have the same value. God sees us as the same value. We're yeah. Imago Dei. We all image God. Yes. Right. Um, but we have different roles. We are different people, different kinds of human beings. Mm-hmm. And we're supposed to uh fit different roles and work together beautifully. Yeah. And I think that is the as you said that's what the bible says yeah but how does that actually come out in 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 the church um i do think i do think there's some ways that are very much biblical but i think we've kind of inferred our own for sure of doing things onto it but yeah
1: for sure Hey guys, it's Elizabeth St. John here. We are so excited that you decided to take time out of your day to join in on our conversations. In case you didn't know, one of my absolute favorite things to receive are podcast recommendations from my friends. I get so pumped when a friend shares a gem of a podcast with me because now I can listen to it while driving, cooking, or just going on a long walk. Why not be that amazing friend and share this episode with someone you know would go crazy over the topic. Not only are you guaranteeing some deep chats together after they listen, but you're also helping us by giving us something better than a five-star review. You're giving a real-life recommendation. Nothing beats that. So why not hit that share button, spread the love, and help keep the conversation going. So we do have like pretty clear scriptures right like one when it comes to marriage is uh first corinthians 11 verse 3 that says but i want you to realize that the head of every man is christ and the head of the woman is man and the head of christ is god um and other similar scriptures that just really talk about when we're talking specifically about marriage as the husband, as the head of the family, and as the leader of the family. Yeah. Um. And for me, as a complementarian, is it co- what I call it? Complementarian. Yeah. yeah Com- I, okay. I, I think that's for me, as a complementarian, um, I follow more of that lean when it comes to church structure, from what I have studied and from what I understand. Um. So that means that I don't believe in women being pastors, lead pastors of churches. Mm-hmm. I just don't see that in scripture. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, I don't I just can't agree with the full egalitarian uh view of the woman being the leader. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you of turn the this poem. <laughs> off? Turn it off now. Turn it off now. Which if you'd asked me a few years ago, I would have been on a different, totally different yeah, side. You have, right? yeah. But i've sat down and and when i look at the scriptures that's just what i see i don't think it's the woman's role night and, and i think it's great i don't have to take that responsibility you do babes <laughs> that's on your shoulders when right. you meet christ so not on mine um want to
0: jump in here i just to say it, it's again there's beauty in difference yeah and Sometimes when we say, oh, women can't be lead pastors or yeah. shouldn't be heads of Christian communities. Yes. It's like, what? What are you saying? Yes. Yeah. Now, again, there's a lot of times
1: yeah.
0: in the epistles, Paul and these other disciples, they address women of course. that are hosting the these, churches. That host the churches. That
1: are fighting alongside him in ministry, right?
0: Yeah. So yeah. it's like, okay, Paul would address these women.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? There's women that are also Helping people out. But clearly there's a context of when believers gather Mm -hmm. in the general assembly.
3: Yeah. There
0: is a certain way things should be done.
3: Yeah.
0: Right. Paul talks about it at length. That is what we're talking about. Yeah. We are not saying women need to like close their mouths and never evangelize. Yeah. Right. We're not saying that women can't share their faith with a man. We're not saying that. We're talking about the general assembly.
1: Yeah, which is really important to keep in mind. That's something I struggled with. But I feel like when you just read scripture for what it is, saying that general assembly, when we meet, this is the roles for qualified men, not every man, but qualified men. And these are the roles for women. And I think that there's a joy there that we are not called to take on that responsibility and that weight Mm. it's not our it's just not for us yeah um so that's what i see i lean more complementarian uh when it comes to church structure Mm -hmm. and marriage uh what i like what we see when it comes to the bible i don't think that there are restrictions on women leading in government and politics and organizations i actually think it's extremely important and healthy for women to be in those roles because Very you lead so. a society that has women and men yep. and you, you need to be able to advocate for both. Right.
0: <clears throat> oh, let me jump in here. Yeah. So the person that's thinking. Right. So let, we're going to play a little bit of apologetics here. OK. So they're like, oh, well, you're saying that there's a benefit mm-hmm. for women to be leaders in government. Mm-hmm. So then why would you say that women shouldn't be leaders in the church?
1: Mm-hmm. So you want me to answer that? Yeah, tackle that. (laughs) We're tag
0: teaming it. You can say something. I can say something. All right. Let's just say that's what somebody is thinking right now. They're like, yeah.
1: I think that that's I think that's a good point. Um, What I would say to that is what we see in the church is that God has simply appointed for there to be obviously elders, for there to be pastors and that they're to fit the people that are shepherding right and um in scripture it gives the descriptions of a male Mm -hmm. (laughs) it just gives the descriptions of a male
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um i think further to that we see it as how do i explain this i think that when it they you know, from what we see in Scripture, they're going to have to give an account on how they led those people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just think it goes back to just the roles that God has instituted yeah. for men and women in that church body. Yeah, for order or submission mm-hmm. to show God's glory. And mm-hmm. some of these things, it might be like, okay, but why? You know, this doesn't fully seem fair or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. but that is the structure that God has put in place in churches. And I don't think we should see it as a detraction or like, oh, women's voices won't fully be heard Mm -hmm. because if in that church body people are operating as they should, Mm -hmm. they should be listening out for women and they should be respecting the spiritual gifts of women in that group uh-huh. right and there uh-huh. can be women that are leading and teaching other women that uh-huh. are leading and teaching the children uh-huh. there are women with this spiritual gifts of teaching uh-huh. right a woman could lead for instance a small group a uh-huh. connect group you uh, a male um, you know a male leader in the church could go to a woman and uh-huh. be like hey Um, This is the text I'm reading. What do you see from this? Mm -hmm. I know that you're incredibly gifted that God has helped you Mm -hmm. with the gift of teaching and understanding the word. Can you help me with this? That Mm -hmm. can be a Bible study partner with you. So the way that the church operates, it should not be this contention between the sexes. Rather, it is this joining of hands in this mutuality. That's what it should be. Is it always that way? No, but that is what it should be
0: um i think i want to jump in there too i think i think that is an amazing point and Mm -hmm. i think another one is what we're imitating what we're referencing i think as images of god on some level in our uh being complementarian males holding some roles women holding some roles um we're, we're reflecting god yes we're reflecting the yeah. original design yeah. so it's not just about simply men leading
2: mm-hmm.
0: like it's actually far beyond that it's like a reflection back to even creation yeah because that's what paul his argument was for creation. when he, he yeah. was creation it wasn't like oh because women at this and that. like it's it's based on creation
1: I'll jump in there because there's some people that will use, I guys, we don't have verses off the top of our heads, but your church, you know what we're talking about. The verse where it's like, okay, well, Adam, you know, was not Adam that yeah. was deceived, but it was Eve yeah. that was deceived and ate the fruit, right? Yeah. When it's, it's talking about those things. Mm-hmm. And even though lots of people can use that as an argument for, oh, women are more easily deceived and that's why they shouldn't hold positions of leadership. What my personal understanding from that scripture has always been, um, the serpent knew what it was doing when it went to the woman yeah, and when it deceived the woman, it was going against the created order exactly. and responsibility
0: some
3: of That's what it was.
1: leadership that yeah. God had placed on the man and responsibility. Mm-hmm. So I don't believe that Paul is trying to say that there's a deficiency in women's ability, yes. um, to be deceived or to understand truth mm-hmm. but rather hey the enemy went against god's divine order yeah. and we're not following that exactly. in the order that we have now yes um that's so just what, to that, jump in
0: that, that is some high level mm-hmm. exposition mm-hmm.
1: there <laughs> that's some high
0: level exposition you see i was about to touch it but she's like no nah, i'm gonna jump in and preach right yeah. here like, hey
1: yeah for so, all of you that think women don't need to study their bible study your bible study <laughs> <then.
0: laughs> yeah that's good study your bible
1: yes okay where were we we got distracted um yeah so that is gender roles in the church right this is where we stand you disagree great good for you mm-hmm. you live for god as long as you can hold up your position to the king of kings then that's on you yeah um so yeah i want to give A quote from John Piper. Yeah. One of my favorite people. Joel knows this. I listen to him all the time.
2: Big Piper. About
1: complementarianism Uh that resonates. And if you guys want like maybe some more resources for egalitarianism or someone that talks about both a bit more equally. um, I can definitely recommend one. Um, You know what? I'll find that later. But I can recommend one for you guys just because I'm not going to be going into detail on it because that's just not what I align with. So anyways, this is John Piper. Um, He says, this is a, yeah, a quote from, I believe one of his teachings, he says, so complementarianism's resist the impulses of a chauvinistic, dominating and abusive culture on the one side and the impulses of a sex blind, gender leveling, unisex culture on the other side. And we take our stand between those two ways of life, not because the middle ground is a safe place, which it is empathetically not, but because we think this is the good plan of God in the Bible for men and women. Very good, as he said in Genesis 1. And I feel like that just wraps up a lot of at least my thoughts and, you know, our thoughts when it surrounds that I don't like speaking for you but
0: well I appreciate that yeah yeah I, I think I think that makes a lot of sense um I I think and this is why we wanted to pre- really make that difference of biblical and churchy yes
2: or church
0: yeah and the reason and I know some people would say well it's the same that it's not the there's scripture and if that church is not aligning to the letter of scripture and the heart and the spirit of scripture exactly. it's 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 gonna be off so yes. Uh, hey, and another thing he's talking about, again, the focus yeah. is not a, just about mm-hmm. men. The focus is not just women. The focus yeah. is... Or just the roles. Yeah, it's it's so much bigger yeah. than that. There's a design yeah. that God had. Um, and the people that established the church, the yeah. disciples thought, in doing this, we want to reflect that design yeah. of God. And it's not just, oh... You know, just because men are men, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and sometimes like, I don't know why people even do that. They kind of take things out of his content. So you're saying like just being a man and having a penis is the only thing. Like, no, yeah. like you got to be a man. Yes. But you also have to be able to steward your own household.
1: Yeah. There's you, qualifications. There's
0: qualifications. And as and, in scripture. Yeah. It's not just because uh you're a man. I, I think, you know, I'm going to go on a little bit of rant. I think one of the <laughs> biggest issues <laughs> we have it. right now is yeah. the lack of church discipline okay for leaders and members why okay is well the issue is usually you <laughs> you have church leadership uh, sorry church uh discipline or the lack of it if you discipline people you're judgmental if you leave it alone you're you're sweeping things under the rug mm-hmm. so it's it's like a lose lose but a lot of the things is if an elder if the the qualifications are not just to enter the door i think it's the qualifications are also to remain in the room Okay. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. if an elder is not stewarding his home well, he's n- he does not have a good reputation.
3: Yeah.
0: It doesn't matter what he's doing in that church. I don't care how much he gives. I don't care how who, how many things he's leading. If he is failing in those qualifications, mm-hmm. and he's been talked to, and it's not working, he needs to not be an elder.
2: Yep. 100%. And I think a lot of
0: churches don't pull that trigger. Yep. So by the time People have been complaining about a certain elder or complaining about a certain person. They don't do anything because of, I guess, whatever position that person holds. Yeah. So much damage is done. Yep. And I think that's why we got to split it. Like, if you are in a church and you are seeing that kind of trend. Yeah. This person, if you look at the scriptures, this is what an elder should be. Yeah. That person is not holding that. Yeah. You have to talk to somebody. Like, yep. you have to say, oh, we're not going to throw Christianity, Christianity away. No, yeah. like, this church is just not operating biblically. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Right? I don't know. I, I yeah. think that's one of my biggest irritations around mm. this is, is just we have so much there in the scriptures yeah. to really run uh, a, a community of faith yeah. well.
1: We just have not been following.
0: It no, and then we wonder why, like, weird stuff goes wrong. Like, yeah, if things go wrong, I think it should be external, yeah, right? External, as in life happens, situations happen, and we manage it, yeah. But things shouldn't be going wrong because of mismanagement. We're just doing things that we're not supposed to be doing, you know, yeah.
1: Okay, so I'm just going to throw out some quick scriptures because I can already foresee people messaging us angrily about where do we get our ideas about male leadership and headship in church and i don't have time for that so these are the scriptures take it to the lord not to me um here first timothy 2 um verse 11 to 15 talks about uh a woman in church let a woman learn quietly with all submissiveness i do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man Dot 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 dot. You can read that on your own. First uh, Corinthians eleven verse three, as we talked about, uh, with you know Christ being the uh, the head of the church, man being the head of the wife, um, and all of that great stuff. And then we also have First um, Peter three uh, verse one to seven uh, about women in church. We have let's see here titus 1 verse 5 to 9 uh where it talks about an overseer right and the qualifications of an overseer uh we have first timothy 3 verse 1 to 7 again talks about the office of an overseer what those qualifications are You must be the husband of one wife sober-minded self-controlled respectable hospitable able to teach not a drunkard not violent guys there are qualifications to this so those are some that you can do and of course a quick google a quick google search will give you even more but to move on from that something that i think gives this conversation a bit more depth is our own personal experiences with this yeah as you guys know we're pastors kids mm-hmm. um But aside from even our household experiences, we've been entrenched in church culture. Yeah. Like our whole lives. Mm -hmm. So I think we've seen a lot of bad. Yes. Some good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But a lot of hard stuff. Yeah. That has made this a difficult journey for us. It has made us really think about it, wrestle through it, um, go to scripture. And we're still wrestling through it. I'm still wrestling through it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So maybe we can touch a bit about, yeah, our own experiences.
0: Yeah, so I can go first. Uh, both my parents, mom and dad, male and female, are head pastors of their church. Uh, they also have women as elders.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: my godmother, she's a killer preacher. Amazing
1: woman. Love her. Oh,
0: yeah. She's she's amazing. Yeah. Um, She's a pastor as well. Uh-huh. So if I would say I grew, I grew up in a very egalitarian yeah. church. um, at least from from memory of it, I from what I know, I don't think it started out that way. Okay. But I think as I think didn't as know
3: time, that.
0: No, no, I don't think it started out that way. Oh, okay. I think as it grew, yeah, there was more women that became that came into leadership. Yeah. Um, that's what I grew up with. I, you know, being in church, you visit a lot. So, yeah. a lot of, I would say, that Black Caribbean yeah. churches, I find it very egalitarian. Not all, okay. of course. Yeah. Let's remember New Orleans. And
1: we're in Canada, so it's yes, a different
0: demographic. Yeah. yeah. So, definitely Black Caribbean churches that I've been around, very much egalitarian. You would see women preach. You would see, on, on like, on a Sunday. Yeah. Um, you would see women as elders. You would see, like... You see women very much involved in uh, the highest tier of leadership. Okay. Um. That's what I grew up with. What about you, babe?
1: I'm curious. In I don't think I've ever asked you this, but growing up in that space, as well as reading the scriptures that like talk clearly talk at least what we understand from those scriptures mm-hmm. about male and female roles in the church. Like, were you ever like, hmm, there's a disconnect here. Like, was there a point where that came to you? Like, at what age or, like, spiritual maturity were you like, I'm confused. Someone make this make sense. It
0: came to me multiple times. And I've asked my dad. I've asked multiple people. Like, clearly, women uh, in the General Assembly aren't supposed to be in, like, top-tier leadership. Why? Mm -hmm. Oh, well, you know times and they would bring up like context like oh that was a whole different context and mm. so well, i was like okay it's weird because it's in my mind it's like i don't know if that w- that argument if we would place it in other places of scripture yeah. we just won't have scripture
1: well that's what we have now just like yeah, <laughs> anyways it's just, i won't like, even yeah, say it's like, some oh, of that
0: stuff <laughs> the, the times are different the scripture doesn't yeah, apply like, like marriage
1: is between anyone
0: yeah, yeah. So like yeah. it's just if you're just saying it times are different, times don't apply, you, yeah. like that's just a huge rabbit hole that I personally don't want to go down. Mm. So um I think, and again, this is why I don't think I'm fully like hardcore as some people are. Yeah. Is because I do see the benefit of, and it, this is a complex issue, but I do yeah. see the benefit of women being in leadership, especially yeah. when your churches are like 80-90% women.
1: Okay. So this is something I was gonna jump in and say okay. that especially In our black context, I'm African. In our African and Caribbean context, there's not a lot of men in a lot of our churches. No. Unfortunately. Men
0: are not the majority.
1: And there's a myriad of reasons for that. But what do you do? That's a whole other episode. But what do you do if 80% of your church is women and the men that are there are flaky? Again, like, <laughs> like, what do you do? Yeah, that's a real question, right? In that case, does it make sense to have the woman as a leader? Do you just hold on to dear life for the one man that isn't flaky? I don't know, but that is the real of it, of what we see.
0: Yeah, and I think, and as I looked at it, like, of course, I was given the traditional answer of like, times are different, right? Yeah, and I'm like, I don't, I don't believe that. I think that logic applied to anywhere else doesn't make sense. Yeah. What only makes sense is your church is 80% women. Yeah. There's, you don't have enough men to cover all the spaces of leadership yeah. for these, this, this group of people. Yeah. If you only did men, you'd only have like five.
1: He'd literally. You'd like there's like, like five solid men and maybe like one or two are like a bit suspect, but like,
0: yeah. So so, it is what it is. so, so for me, it's kind of like, <laughs> I think, I think it's more of that's just the way things seem to be because of the need for bodies. And that's also the culture too, right? It's not about, yeah. okay, let's go with less. Let's do less so we can uh, appreciate scripture and reverence scripture more. That's not something I've seen growing up. Um, not to say these people were trying to like, oh, no. defame scripture. That's no, not what I'm talking about. these are about. amazing people. Yeah, it's very much... Yeah. It's very much that um the idea is there's so much they want to do. Yeah. They don't have the bodies. Yeah. So, you know what? Yeah, we can't have women preaching in leadership, but we need the bodies. And there's only solid women that are, like, willing to come up to Bible study, yeah. willing to come out to—well, a lot of churches don't do evening services. But back then, yeah, evening services, Bible study, youth groups— They're dedicated
1: primi- women of— of god women of the word that exactly. are praying that are walking with the lord that know scripture yeah that are generous like yeah and that's what it is
0: so so for me and like i i've never once condemned like yeah you know my pop church or other churches that is yeah. just when i look around and i'm like i only see, like in this group of 150 people i only see 10 guys yeah so if i only see 10 guys. And the rest are women and yeah. children.
3: Yeah. What right. So. Expect-
0: so also these numbers are, are might be sound skewed, but it's like I'm also thinking about kids. Right. Yeah. So obviously kids are not going to be elders. Of course. So we're talking about adult men, adult women.
3: Yeah.
0: Right. And then obviously the children out of all of those, like 10 adult males.
3: Yeah.
0: Right. Including the pastor and like the current deacons and whatnot. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, we like there's just not enough bodies. Yeah. So, of course, we're going to. Throw bodies that are in there, the women are super dedicated. I rather that than like telling them to come bring their husband that like only comes when their kids singing on, <laughs> on children's church oh, choir, or they only, you can tell when they're dragged too. Cause they yeah. have a, like, they're mad. Their, yeah. their collars all messed up oh and their ties, gosh. you know, you know, the look.
1: All right. I so. think this might be a bit too real, for, real for people. Okay. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> let's also, okay i guess i can touch on my church experience yeah and then do. we can go into also because there is gender roles in family yeah right maybe we'd have to break this podcast up but there is gender roles in family and that's a whole thing